Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is the week of December 26, 2021, on the road to kick off 2023. This is for the love of football, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. The Great One hath spoken. This week, Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. Dwanta Claus, alluded to new teams, new cities, and a TV deal being announced within the next month or two. This is episode 202. We got a new hope, Bryant. Oh, some hey, big whoa, news. Whoa. What? New hope. We have new hope. Sorry. We have new hopes. Yes. Careful. You better really watch <laughs> out the copyright <laughs> infringement yes, on this one. Careful, sir. But you're right. Yes. The hope. There's so much hope going into the new year. This is the last episode of 2021. We, and 2022 is going to start with a bang, apparently. We finally have a new feeling of hope. That we haven't had before here uh, with this with this ownership group, so I'm really excited. With the Rock uh, came out there and made his announcement, we'll talk all about it here. Uh, special little Christmas present from Dwanta Claus for sure. Oh yeah, Dwanta Claus shows up on a CNBC interview and drops that one. I mean, really not planned for that interview. It was about other stuff, Terramana Tequila, and all the huge uh, ventures the Rock's a part of, and the XFL. He brought up himself. And said within the next month or two, new, 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 and TV deal, and XFL fans have been buzzing all week of, during Christmas. It's been pretty fun to be on XFL Twitter, especially during Christmas. We're going to break it all down. And, of course, the XFL made some announcements this week as well with some more hires that we're going to break down as well. It's going to be a very fun, information-filled show, a hopeful show, if you will. Let's get it started. 724-565-4XFL is the XFL fan line. Call it, leave a voicemail, text it anytime, and we will refer to it and maybe reference it on the show, which I think we have one coming up today from the fan line on a text that is very, uh, very good one. So anytime you want, reach us there. Or at XFL Show. Always. At XFL Show, too, on social media, which is, I mean, that's the the easiest way to reach us, be a part of the show, interact, at XFL Show, whatever social media you're on. We're there, at XFL Show. And, of course, we are brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcasts, our generous and helpful sponsors at Pretty Easy Podcasts. Help podcasters get started. Help veteran podcasters take a load off their shoulders that makes podcasting just that easy because, well, editing and, you know, getting everything together for your Apple podcast platform, your Spotify platform, getting the sound down, making sure everything sounds even, crisp, whatever. I don't know what they do. All I know is they make it easy on Bryant and I every single week. We show up, we do the show, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., noon, 
Although we like never do a noon recording, <laughs> but any time of day they help you podcast because That's they make, what they do because they make podcasting uh pretty easy. I think the only time we ever did a noon show, Alan, was in the <laughs> middle of August or whenever it was that you were here. We did it out on my balcony. It was like a hundred degrees, and I was just sweating. Oh man, I remember that was that the only one. time we ever did a noon show. Yeah, I got sunburned from that one. Then we were sitting over in the shade, show, especially when we're in LA. I I still got burnt though. You could get burnt in the shade still, especially out where you are. Just it's radiating. True. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com, by the way, to get your podcast started today. All right. Now let's dink and dunk real quick. We got a lot of good dinking and dunking here. We got exciting hot read coming up. The cover two is going to be action packed. But real quick, uh, Jason M on xfl.show that's the youtube channel comment anytime go to it uh you he said you know what would be great xfl christmas present that would not reveal much but nevertheless be fun reveal the xfl documentary we know it's happening uh, christmas has come and gone bryant didn't get that announcement but are you as confident we're getting an xfl documentary and what does that even mean because we already had like a what a 30 for 30 or whatever it was on ESPN. Well, that back, was back when almost 18 years after the original episode, or original uh, incarnation or something like that. 15 years, maybe um, <clears throat> I'm going to say it would be great to have a documentary. Do you want a documentary of 2020 or do you want a documentary of 2023 in the startup to that? Yeah, that's an interesting thing. I would assume 2023 about the build to everything and not 20. 20 i mean that 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 documentary should be made but like somewhere down the road um maybe like a chronicling of the building of the league from within the league would be interesting to see you, but i'm not as confident on that documentary announcement as yeah no not at Jason all is. as you and i Alan, are huge uh, wrestling fans and we know how much vince mcmahon really doesn't like to show what goes on behind the curtain um, do you really think there's footage out there of him in meetings, you know, or or you know doing all that? St- you know, the buildup of 2020 at all? I don't think I don't see it there. I feel like The Rock and Danny Garcia they 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 live for this. They want that footage because they want to be able to capitalize on it later. Vince McMahon has never been like that. I mean, as many years as we've watched wrestling, you don't really see that too often. No, yeah, and, and if there is anything, it's very controlled and probably planned out that this will be you know filmed and. And whatnot, but I mean, I'm all for seeing that stuff. It, it's cool whenever we get a Danny Garcia Instagram post and we see a board, you know, images of the boardroom or, you know, just the facilities that they're at, meetings and the backstage or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we'd love to see that kind of stuff. I would love to see a documentary, Jason. Don't know if I'm as confident in that being an announcement coming up soon because bigger things are being announced, it looks like, pretty soon. Uh, Danny Garcia also, by the way, Dinkin and Dunk was on it. Very interesting interview on a website uh, called Founder, F-O-U-N-D-R, on their podcast about uh, her career mostly, but also she gets into some of the XFL and basically called it the biggest acquisition she's personally made and invested in because she's it's so personal or it feels so big. She's always wanted to be involved in something like this, uh, the owner of a football league. Um and really interesting interview to get a glimpse at the person, one of the main people behind the XFL in Danny Garcia, and also her vision for the XFL, which she's you know given us glimpses at in other interviews. This one, I think, was a little more personal. Really cool uh, to hear how she's been of this mindset for since a very young age in terms of 
you know, building up brands and, you know, being the kind of entrepreneur she is and uh, makes you excited as a fan, knowing that this kind of person with this kind of drive at least can talk the talk and walks the walk, obviously, with what she does with The Rock. Man, I'm like a poet today. Should have wore a turtleneck. But, man, she was on fire in this interview. I loved it. I definitely recommend people checking it out. Uh, just She's look up fire. Founder Pot podcast uh and uh danny garcia you'll find it it was a uh, very interesting uh but brian this tweet we got to talk about next sam mm-hmm. schwartzstein good friend of the show and of off course, the press someone we credit heavily with the 2020 xfl rule book and football ops uh tweeted out the one guarantee vince was given in our broadcast deal was there would never be a commercial kickoff commercial sequence during our games now with the rock alluding to a tv deal coming up soon um we're going to be talking about what will the xfl t- television look like uh not after once we're done and we know who the broadcast partners are that'll be the next step and damn if i don't want that to happen again because who there's no nothing worse than uh making coming money. back from break here's a kickoff that especially in the nfl where nothing happened and we'll go right back to another commercial um, even in the XFL with the, you know, exciting kickoffs they had, you still don't want to see a commercial right after one. So let's hope that's the case. Do you think it it's will a little be? more forgiving when you have a commercial after an XFL kickoff than you do with a NFL kickoff? I think the only time it's ever allowed is if they, t- the kickoff is run back is what I would say. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, really just unsightly, unseemly, and nothing a football fan wants. Hopefully that'll be the case, but we'll have to wait and see. The broadcast partners that need to be announced first, and um, maybe the XFL landed that kind of agreement with whomever they'll be announcing soon, but uh, we'll play the clip also later on from The Rock in the CNBC tech, I think it's called Tech Check, Check Tech Show. Um, I don't know. We're not corporate people. I don't watch CNBC and business shows all the time. Maybe a little Jim Cramer. Just to see the personality, the 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 you know the classic craziness and telling buy don't buy. But other than that, I watched the CNBC came and went. You would have missed it. The Rock of all people on on CNBC, and he it was an amazing interview. Definitely have to check that out, Brian. If you didn't see it, but we'll play just a quick clip here that he talked. It was very brief that he mentioned the XFL in that interview. That'll be coming up. We're going to get to the cover two in just a second, Brian. But then we had a, you said we had another text that I missed that you wanted to bring up uh, while we're dinking and dunking here. Yeah, on the XFL fan lane, 724 565 4XFL. Roberto Garcia uh, said, is, Oh my God, the news that's coming within the next month or two about the XFL. New broadcasting partners, new cities, and new teams. I'm telling you, I can't wait for the return of the XFL. Hashtag XFL2023. Hashtag for the love of football. I don't know if hashtags work in text messages, but hey, that shows your excitement. That shows how passionate uh, these fans can actually truly be. And if you're ever excited and you hear something like that, you want to get it out, what better place than the XFL family? Text us, yeah. Or, or of course, at XFL Show, but we love it. And of course, yeah, Robert, the, the hype is there. So excited that The Rock went out, at least in some form or fashion, within the media and talked XFL because it's been a lot of Danny Garcia, which has been great, uh, and not a whole lot of Redbird Capital, but we, of course, want to see the great one himself start hyping this thing up, and uh, he put it out there, and yeah, we're going to break down 
every word and, and really ha- what he said uh, coming up. But, man, you if this week you aren't excited for the XFL, um, then you, you totally missed that. And it's easy to see because it was a low-key – it's amazing. The Rock could do an under-the-radar type interview like that, but he did. And, uh, you know, you blink and you missed it, but well, we're going to break know. it down. I don't know how under-the-radar you are when you go on television in front of millions – and millions and millions, really, uh, of viewers, and make that kind of announcement. And don't expect some sort of buzz to happen. So, Rock's knowing what he's he knows what he's doing. Oh man, the the, the just the power of and the and the 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 wide net that gets cast when the great one speaks. Can you imagine when it's full gear, oh, just out there promoting the XFL from his standpoint and everybody else involved? It's going to be interesting to see. Compared, also, of course, which we will have to do to what the USFL will be doing over the Oop. course of the uh what is it I don't know how many we're, we're closer they're, than ever they I know are that. closer than ever oh I mean they're to closer than ever <laughs> oh oh but by, by the way I, for, I think I forgot to mention at the uh, top of the show that we are 59 weeks away from kickoff in 2023 Brian almost bl- blew that one by the wayside but I got we, it in there we're coming back from Christmas parties it, it happens it's all good closer than ever Closer than ever. And actually, I'm excited about this closer than ever. I do have some, <laughs> some, so people don't think I'm unfair. Wait until you get to the hot read where I talk a little bit uh, of not, I'm not, I'm not hugging, I'm not, I'm not giving the XFL its dap as much as I normally do when we get to the hot really? read. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I'm interested. That's a good tease right there. We'll get to that though. We got to talk about a lot of people, a lot of your favorite kind of people. You know what kind of people I'm talking about? The people, the, the XFL's people. The XFL people or corporate people. Well, now they're corporate people. <laughs> That's true. Got hired to the corporate offices, of the football operations wing of the XFL. New names, new hires. We got to break them down. What will they bring to the table for the XFL? It's this week's cover, too. Santa Claus is coming to town. The press release came out this week, Bryant. The XFL has announced key football operations hires. And we'll read the press release, at least verbatim, and then we'll get into the bios of each person. Uh, December 21st, 2021, out of New York, the XFL today announced six new additions to the football operations department led by owners Danny Garcia, Dwayne Johnson, and Redbird Capital. The XFL is launching in 2023, in case you didn't know. The league will be rooted in dynamic football, global in orientation, and deliver a highly engaging and entertaining experience for fans. The names of these hires are Russ Jiglio, Senior Director, Player Administration and Officiating Operations. Jim Monos, Senior Director of Football Operations. Brad, not those kind of Monos. Oh. <laughs> it's more like Monos. Brad Campbell, Senior Director of Football Technology. Bobby Monica, friend of the show, Senior Director, Equipment Operations, C.J. Cavazos, Director of College and Professional Relations, and David Dykeman, Director of Football and Special Pro- Football Special Projects. Okay, those are the football ops hires, and remember, we are big on football ops. We love we love those guys in 2020, and we know that when you are building a new league and you are presenting a product on the field. The people in football operations are the people that are responsible for 
acquiring the talent, developing the rule book, getting the officials, basically putting everything together, getting that package together for what's presented on the football field. These are the people in charge of it. These are the people doing the legwork to make sure that the football players on the field are, are giving us quality football to make sure the referees are refereeing according to an exciting rule book and in a fair manner. It all goes together, and the XFL has hired its people for that, something we pay very close attention to on this show, Brian. So let's break down each name. Uh, first up, the senior director. R, lowercase u. Yes. Yes. Oh, we're going oh, no, to break down person. every letter yeah, of sorry. Russ Giglio's name. No. Senior Director, Player Administration, Officiating Operations, Russ Giglio. So was in the XFL originally, uh, Brian. Also in the AAF. Uh, and he was the Senior Director of Player Administration and Officiating Operations, returning to it. And he is going to be, according to this press release, responsible for all, all enforcing all roster policies and procedures such as the draft contracts and waivers working closely with mark ross the evp of football operations and reporting directly to the senior vice president of player personnel doug whaley so this is going to be someone very important in terms of uh player acquisitions into the league and then once the league is underway uh when you talk about trades free agency contracts being uh you know, T's crossed and I's dotted and all that. Uh, this is the the point person for all that. So player personnel, per, uh, really important person with Doug Whaley there in terms of getting the the players into the league. No, definitely. And and this, I think, was somebody who, I don't think we, he was in the XFL the original time. We, we didn't work with him directly that much. I don't ever really, I remember dealing with him. But <clears throat> you definitely want your player pool to be good and 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 done properly and i feel like that's what russ jiglio's responsibility will be yeah and you know what that's it's interesting to see though a person being brought back bryant and when you see a person being brought back in football ops that perks my ears up and that gives me hope a new i mean a new hopeful feeling a new feeling of hope yes uh (laughs) that that our precious 2020 rule book will be intact and also the means and ways by which they went to get players into the XFL will be similar to how they did it before. But maybe this time around, it looks like even uh, more people power, more people involved in that. Uh, Also people with extensive experience. Not only we had people with tons of experience, but we have more people with more experience uh, in in terms of scouting and getting players into the league, and also um, the you know the the mechanical p- parts of the player personnel department, you know, making sure everything just runs according to schedule and is on the up and up. This is where I go back to because I got some hate on on Twitter uh, from some people about my comments last week about the USFL's TV deal. Not that it's a bad TV deal. It's 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 great for them. I'm sure you, I can poke holes in it. It's fair. It, it it makes sense. It doesn't matter what your TV deal is unless you have the players to fill those rosters for those teams. And this is where the XFL is starting to build that. Look, Alan, if the if the USFL said, "Hey, we're going to do the same thing we did last year with the spring league and just bring in some people who want to pay to get game tape," does that all of a sudden change your feeling 
regardless of where that where where those games are going to be broadcast from? No, it doesn't. No, you would you wouldn't have this like sour taste in your mouth that you're basically watching the Spring League with the USFL logos on it. I. I think that there are enough good players. I'm saying it's not going to – I don't have this negative idea of how the USFL is going to go get no, players. They're going to get players that are going to be interesting to watch. What I'm saying is I, it doesn't really matter hard not to. what your TV deal is unless you have people like Russ Giglio and other people in your corporate office getting you the right players and making sure that is all transacted properly. I'm I'm not even concerned mostly about like the quality of the player they'll get. I think they'll get fine players. And I'll, actually, when you see that they have the staffs that they're putting together, like the how how this the machine within the XFL is being built up with all these people involved in it, that maybe leads you to believe that they are really going to make sure that they can pay players a proper amount if they have this many people on staff to and work on on deals and and all that there's got there's a budget apparently for it we don't know it but that's that's one thing it alludes to um i'm not as uh skeptical about the quality of the play because i really do believe there's so many damn good football players out there and there's so many ways you can present quality football even if it's spring the spring league wasn't crap football i didn't say it was it crap was, football it wasn't the yeah, xfl it, football no of course not but also there were no stakes like the usfl already will have stakes yeah it'll Can't already wait to win be for more my interesting. city <laughs> that well i mean <laughs> it does it, the fact that it's on back to it's going to be on network television you know that's that already is going to be it's already surpassed the spring league as far as i'm concerned but with this, the XFL, the machine that's being built, the people being put in in place, player personnel wise, football ops wise, there's the guts. There's there, yeah, the guts of the league, uh, and really the guts, the important part of it, because you know we love football ops. Uh, the fact is, I feel like they're really going forward and putting a lot of uh, a lot of people power into acquiring players, into making sure they have. All the, all the soldiers they need to go out there and scout and uh, get contracts signed, and they have they don't they're not overloading one person like Doug Whaley. Giving him a team is essential, and yeah. that's what they do here with Russ Jiglio. And then uh, you also go we go to the next name. Jim Monos will be the senior director of football operations, and uh, th- this is going to be a day to day kind of the nuts and bolts travel coordination scheduling of uh, for teams again working closely with Mark Ross and Doug Whaley according to this press release uh, that you know he's he's going to be assisting with team needs so this is going to be a point person for the teams and then and the league's player personnel department again you see this there's there are there's delegating going on here we have our player personnel head in Doug Whaley but there's not everything being put on one person. There's not cost cutting here. People are being brought in with experience. Uh, Jim Mono spent time with the Eagles, the Saints, the Bills, uh, wor- working all over the place uh, in football, knows what to do. And a person like this with this background as support for the head of player personnel, essential. You need someone to delegate to. And this is, again, just giving you a glimpse 
the XFL isn't fooling around and they're not cutting costs or corners when it comes to the player personnel department. Well, even you know, even more so than costs or corners, I would say that they're just not paying attention to what anyone else is doing, and they're moving forward with their plan. You don't make these kind of moves if you're worried some other league is going to come and take your territory. So, I'll give you this: it looks <laughs> it looks a lot better. Look at look at the the machine. Look at this. Look at the buildup here for the XFL over a year out, and the USFL. It seems like they're if just from an out from you know casual observer who's keeping an eye on it a little bit, and us obviously who looks who's looking at it closely will tell anybody the USFL. It feels like there's like five people there because we don't it, know them. They're not being announced. They're not being. They're show, they've announced a handful of people, but this is a team. We know the team behind the XFL. It's like Back to we the Future. Know the team for the USFL. It's like Back to Future Two with the, when uh. Uh, Marty's like, come on, Doc, let's just land on his car and cripple his car. He's like, are you crazy, Marty? We're in a DeLorean, and he's in a 54 Ford. He'll cripple us like we're tinfoil. Yeah, the DeLorean's cool. It's awesome. But at the end of the day, straight horsepower, straight machines are going to take that thing down. Well, I don't even want to go that far with the analogy and just say we'll not take it down, but crushed, crushed. But the USL just feel USFL just feels like we're they're like get dangling some carrots at us and they are not really giving us a lot to be interested in as nerds following this thing if that's what you want to call us but the people who follow it closely uh whereas the xfl they're doing this press do they have to do this press release for these i mean for a casual fan obscured people that they would never know working in the league no but they do this because they want to show that they're serious and legitimate football league that has people who are doing important things behind the scenes to make sure that it lasts. The USFL is not doing that. That's a that's one. If you're comparing, that's when where you could check the box for the XFL. I think just looking at this, especially then when you, I know a lot of people uh, love the the uh, type of presentation that they had building up to the AAF, where it felt like a tech. Uh, kind of a league or, or tech product. Uh, but that's very popular today, just with anybody who's a business person. Um, you have to have a hand in technology, no matter what business you're doing, even a football league. And the USFL, again, nowhere near that, because technology, not only uh, in football, at least, uh, shows that you are dedicated to presenting a quality fantasy football product, a gambling product to your, your fans. It shows you're serious in the modern age. Uh, and the XFL doing that again already. They have Brad Campbell, the name we said earlier, and breaking him down. Uh, he's the senior director of football technology, reporting to uh, Scott Harneman, who we talked about a few weeks ago. Um, and he will be responsible, according to the press release, to support all technology innovations on and off the field to elevate the game day experience. So not only do they have a technology department dedicated to just the league in general with data, uh, gambling, yeah. fantasy, game day experiences for fans at the stadium. And not only is there one person head of that, Scott Harneman, there's a team. There's a team dedicated to that too. Wow. Looks like a legitimate operation, the XFL, doesn't it? Who would have thought that, you know, building teams, giving these, um, you know, Alan, I'm thinking about what if we say a new hope, the entire episode, and if it gets taken down on YouTube, then we know that ESPN has nothing to do with the XFL. Oh, yeah, that's a good way to maybe <laughs> get them to tip their hand. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's smart. 
it gives you hope that the XFL is kind of taking what happened in the buildup of 2020 and, and using that. Um, it, it's like, God, people are going to think that I'm just bashing the USFL, and I am in the sense, but I'm also not. I'm just kind of comparing our feelings and what happened back in 2019. When the AAF launched, it's it, this is kind of what the USFL is doing. It's like that that AAF kind of launch where it's like kind of like question marks all the way through. You don't really know what's happening. They just kind of say we're going to play, and then you hope that they play. The XFL is following what happened in you know 2018, 2019. They built the league. They put teams together. They put um, what I mean by teams is not actual teams. They put like staffs like together and, de- and departments within departments. the league. You know, it was all, yeah. You know, you would go and visit a team, Alan. You visit how many teams, and there would be. 50 people there that worked for that team. Like there was just a, an amount of seriousness that you felt when you looked at the XFL versus other leagues that have tried to do this in the past. And this even, you know, the USFL AAF kind of build up reminded me of the 2001 XFL where it just kind of, you have an idea, you throw it out there and then you're just going to try to get there where I feel like the XFL it's all, is done. It's almost like, yeah, pickup versus an organized league. It's, it, I mean, to put it bluntly, yeah. one feels like pickup football, where they're like, we're going to pick up some TV time and, and pick up a city and we'll throw it together. Yeah, but uh, what do you have in terms of like the de- behind the scenes of the league? What's the infrastructure? Uh, how's it going to last? Who are the people behind the scenes? How, how do we know that you, you have pe- we have Fox? Who are the people? Just a nameless, faceless group of people? Think it's this that robot is that they have. Yeah, that big robot for the yeah for the like the on screen <laughs> yeah. logo and bug. The, the XFL is presenting us with press releases that show that humans are behind the league and and there's also uh, an infrastructure and it's that just to I think even a casual observer would lend you to believe that it feels legitimate and nothing's more legitimate than the next person we have to break down the the backbone of the 2020 as far as we're concerned and I think the biggest home run hit yet. For the XFL going to 2023, Bobby Monica returning to the league, p- close personal, longtime dear good friend of ours, Bryant, one of my favorite people I ever interacted with in the XFL. Great storyteller and even better equipment manager, equipment operations head, will be the senior director of equipment operations for the XFL. Doesn't get any better. The guys worked for years and years in the NFL with the Dolphins and the Jags and the Browns and did an amazing job at the XFL, very involved with the football and uniforms. And just as far as I'm concerned, a class act, someone I'm so happy to see back with the XFL. He had a pinstripe XFL hat that I freaking loved. I loved that hat. And I was like, hey, where did you get that hat? He's like, don't even bother. You're not going to be able to get it. I was like, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it, man. Uh, great. He's pretty you know, pretty much the the most styling guy too in the XFL. Oh yeah, no, for sure. What leather? Was it leather? Yeah, it was Great top notch. With an XFL. I think he had an XFL logo on that jacket too. It's pretty nice. Um he probably you know what? I give him credit because I guarantee you probably customized those Hawaiian shirts for June Jones in Houston. Oh man, I wonder if yeah. June Jones had some sick threads too. Oh but this is this is great news. And again, just it's you, you, to a, a, a casual observer, oh, an equipment person for the XFL, like how important that is. Huge, hugely important, especially when you talk about like that's a, a probably I think we have to, Danny Garcia works in the fashion industry, has fashion line. The Rock, obviously, Under Armour and all the deals he's made 
see people walking around with Brahma bulls everywhere now. Um, how the league looks is very important, and equipment operations is a part of that. And I'm excited, really, to see just the that presentation of of how the. And I mean, we're getting into new teams, new cities later, and pre- obviously that comes with maybe new logos, new uniforms. Um, but that whole th- factor is. I think overlooked by a lot of people, but very important in an Instagram age too, when you're going to see the XFL all over it. Uh, And yeah, excited to see Bobby Monica as an important part of that. But you, you know, in with 24 years of experience, you know, just the fact that, you know, people in certain businesses, like, you know, knowing the NFL, yeah, in in the NFL, knowing who to work with, knowing who you can call that ball was, you know, manufactured by a certain, it wasn't like just some Spalding ball, right? Like the, he, Bob, Bob went in and made that ball with like friends. Like that's what he did. And so to have that kind of connection is pretty big. Yeah, for sure. And, and another great, great rehire by the XFL. And just, I think as a fan, fortunate that some of these people were still available or willing to come back uh, to the XFL and give it another go. Again, another reason to give you hope. C.J. Cavazos, next name, director of college professional relations. We're talking about a hardcore scout just all over the map, 25 years recruiting and recruiting and recruiting college pros, a huge network, huge network that hopefully will be a big factor in uh, getting good players into the XFL. And, of course, we'll be working closely for football ops for Mark Ross and Doug Whaley, um, and you know, big part of the on-field uh, product because this is scouting, which is obviously the, the biggest grind of them all. I would say, uh, in yeah. in terms of building up the league, uh, similar to what Eric Galco did for the XFL uh, in twenty twenty. Bryant uh, CJ Cavazos coming in as a really important part of the scouting wing. <clears throat> Yeah, I think the one that got me was college and professional relations. So I think it's very likely that the XFL is going to take take full advantage of this NIL shindig and and try to find some players, even if they're not you know going to play in the XFL, uh, to fully basically have them endorse the XFL and be like, look, this is a great place. Or even if, if they maybe will play. Maybe we guarantee that they'll play. Who knows? I feel like the XFL is going to really push for this college with the transfer portal the way it is too, it just seems like it's writing on the oh, wall. Oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah that that maybe that's what you nil someone while they're still in college you sponsor them and then they come play in your league or who who knows maybe we'll see like a Heisman candidate just promoting the XFL and we'll never play a down in the XFL just be like I'm yeah. I'm so and so and I approve <laughs> and, and go how, to a game and I don't how know cool would it be to see someone on like you know. You know, just on their Instagram while they're wearing an XFL hat. Yeah, you know, yeah. someone that you in a day and age where where, where marketing opportunities are almost um, infinite. You know, the, having relations with with players at the college level is going to be huge for the XFL. Even imagine yeah. imagine a star player around his school wearing an XFL hat. How much buzz that's going to create around campus? You know, enrollment. With with thirty, forty, fifty thousand people enrolled, but hey, also don't be surprised. But hat? also don't once one one player, you know, Kenny Robinson's it 
and leaves for the XFL or, you know, a guy like CJ Cavazos who has the network, who has the connections. Once one gets lured in and buys in more will, especially if they see they're, they're successful. And this is an important per person and department for the XFL. They're going to have to definitely take a look at trying to do that. Um, and apparently the USFL has already claimed that that they're going to be trying to do that, especially with group of five players trying to lure them out of college, maybe early to come play in their league. So it is a new world and uh, it's, it's a very different world for the scouts and we'll see how they use their already built in networks to take advantage of what's going on with NIL and the more and the freedom that college players now have. Or a little bit of freedom they had now have. They're still and student even professional athletes. players Sorry. who maybe want to hang on to an NFL dream, but you know maybe it's better that they get some playing time in the oh, XFL. Man. Can you believe? I mean, it's like three thirty a.m. or whatever the hell it is right now. But in only a few hours, Josh Johnson is going to be playing in the NFL quarterback at the end of a season in a very like do or die game for a team. It's insane. And I have to root against him. No, wait. Actually, I'm rooting for him because as a Steeler fan, I need the Ravens to actually win tomorrow or today. Oh, is that how that works? Yeah. Rooting hard for the Bengals to lose this week. Okay. Or a tie. What about a tie? Would that nil your tie? No, because the Bengals whooped on the Steelers. Need need losses. Need losses. Okay. That big time. Yes. Yeah. Rams have a chance uh, for first place. I'm excited. Well, that will... If I, I I rather them win than you win our fantasy league. Obviously, oh, I'm rooting for on. my wife. That's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, la last name here, the cover two of the new hires, this director of football special projects. Interested to see what this is. David Dykeman joining the XFL. A uh, huge name in, in high school athletics, but also has been working uh, for 20 years in FCS, NCAA D3, um, putting uh, – Oh, it said over 150 players into big-time football programs. Uh, six of them were former NFL players, and he reports directly to Doug Whaley. Um, and it says he'll be a key voice in a player evaluation roster development and recruitment football special projects, though. Maybe this is the person involved with combines and, and similar tryout scenarios. I don't know, but I'm interested to see what the director of football special projects will do for the XFL and how it translates to getting players into the league. But again, just pr further proof the XFL is thinking of everything in terms of not putting everything on one person's plate, assembling the crews that will be needed uh, to do the work that needs to be done in order to build a football league. You can't half-ass it, as they say. As someone that was bestowed uh, the role in his professional career at one point as commercial operations – which I did not know meant just everything. Um, be careful with when you say football special projects, because that could just be anything. Hey, we, we got to do this. That's a, that's a special project. Give it to David. He'll handle it. So uh, I, I'm very interested to see how many different projects this man. I, I guarantee you he's a great multitasker. Oh, yeah. And also, I guarantee you that he's going to be doing the work that's different from everybody else. That's all. That's what it sounds like. But yep. the XFL has it covered. Look at all these different departments, all covered, all new hires. They'll they'll be having more, and just really warms your heart to know that that's happening. 
and really, there's no casual fans paying attention to this, but if you are following along on this road, the buildup, these are the very important moments where actual people are brought in to do the actual work. Not, It's not hyperbole. It's not a bunch of just, hey, this is a TV show and we'll see you then and not telling you anything. This is a very much like 2020, transparent, exciting to me. And interesting because to see how they're how they're different too from 2020. In 2020, a lot of them are rehires. In 2023, if you focus enough on the buildup like we do here, um, you'll see something on the field and be like, "I know that that person had that had to do with that." Yeah, it's, it's cool. cool. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's very cool, and it's and it and it also gives you an answer. To th- things don't just happen. I mean, we just had Christmas. I don't know. I don't know how involved you are in vo- in the family, like putting things together, the f- food, cleaning, and having everything be f- making so that Christmas could happen. And then some people in the family just sit around, and then they think Christmas just happens. It doesn't just happen. It takes work, takes dedication, love. Most importantly, love. That's me, my mom, and my wife. Make the tamales. My dad's role in the tamale making process is actually eating the tamales. Oh, it's an it's an important role, but I mean it doesn't get it doesn't get to his belly. There's no point in building a Christmas party if no one's there to enjoy the Christmas party, right? You got to have the it just happens people all the time. You do need them too, but it doesn't just happen. A lot of work to be done. Second part of our cover too, real quick, Bryant. You see the USFL promos? They've got three of them now. And here are the, the campaign slogans. I love a good slogan, and I actually like these. Uh, no more, no more football. Come out. Come out. Yes. The, the way you wrote it on here was not the way it was on that commercial, at least not the first time I saw it. What? How did I write it? You wrote it with no more and then the three little dots, no yeah. more football. I don't think it was like that. They did not put the dots. Okay, yes. I'll give so you So it that. looked like a chant, right? It didn't look like a yeah. chant. No more football. <laughs> so you were confused. Football. Yeah, it was confusing. As a casual oh. fan, you look at the like, no more, no more football. Yeah. No <laughs> more. So you were no more football. <laughs> you were putting the high school cheer to it. Okay. I don't know. I, yeah, you're right. Commas I did, are everything. I, Commas I are did. everything. You're right. There was no punctuation in that. I guess someone missed that. I added it for them, maybe then for you and I, because it's no more dot dot dot. No more football yeah. is how they I, they. I understood it. Were, Don't get me wrong. But as meant. a casual fan, they're like, "Oh my god, there's no more football." No <laughs> more. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> no more football. No. Then what? what then what is it? Hey, Alan, how do football. you feel? N O M O R E. Oh no, okay, I'm done. No, all right. <laughs> so maybe that one was a miss. I don't know. I caught it. I understand. I like the idea. Don't get me wrong, but it just execution. Seven out of ten. Uh, this next one was: Did someone order more football? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I dig I it. did. I dig it. Yeah. This I mean, one I didn't is... order it, but it's there. Yeah. I mean, I ordered more. I, I'm ordering. I'm demanding, actually. It's like someone walking in with hot cinnamon rolls. Like, Did somebody order dessert? No, but I'm going to have some. Totally fine with that <laughs> one. No, I'm, I'm, oh, I did order the dessert. That's true. I demand the spring football. And the last one, I don't like, actually, this is the one I like the least because they've met. They already know each other. Spring meets football 
football meets spring <laughs> and they they in this if in if they actually did have this introduction by the USFL or Fox who's doing this meetup they're like yeah I know them I know this person we've got a long history actually it's not great it's long and this, short at the same time it, it's it's been, it, we've had wild flings that just were incredible but very brief and I don't this know if like I'm ready that, for another um, go. <laughs> this is, um, oh, man, it, it, this is like the crypt. I don't know what, that's not the kryptonite, but it's like that one person that continues to come into your life year after year, or just after gaps and you just can't help yourself. You just can't. That's the yeah. relationship that spring and football have, right? It's like, they really are not compatible. At least they haven't been up until now. Right. And then, or not up until any ever. And it's like, they keep coming back. You keep trying to make it work and then it doesn't work. You so, the relationship's She's back just with him again. Ugh. Yeah. It's, it's a vicious cycle. She always goes back to him at this certain point. Maybe it'll work out this time. Sometimes it does. The relationship status is complicated right now. Very complicated, but they know each other. USFL. Yes, I like it though. I like it. And it's it's we're going to see probably a bunch of them tomorrow uh, to, yeah. during the Great. NFL week this week. Yeah. Great commercials. I just yeah. yeah, great, great commercials. And I'm looks assuming like a success. they will implement uh some maybe heavyweight former USFL players that they at their disposal, like Doug Flutie, especially considering that I think the NBC tie in, they'll prop once they start promoting it, maybe they'll use him. Um we'll see. Who knows? Maybe they get Herschel Walker involved. I don't know. Senator. Uh, but, right? He's running for senators. Yeah, he's running for some government office. Uh, They, yeah, but they could get maybe some old school USFL players involved. I don't know. We'll see what they do. Uh, But right now, that's you know, it's very bland, basic. The visual of these promos, they're teasers, really. But I like the marketing campaign, and it's good. It's good to know at least they're doing that, knowing that they are. Oh my God, closer than ever (laughs) to kick off in April. Jeez, oh, man. And they don't even have a director of football special projects at the USFL that we know of. They might. They might have somebody assigned in the in Fox to do those types of roles. It's fine. Whatever. Um, it didn't work for the XFL in 2001 where they were just using WWE's offices to like do everything, basically. So here we are. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. We, we had a pretty thorough breakdown of... All the new hires in the XFL, some fun with the latest marketing campaign of the USFL. But now, now is the moment. We are going to talk about the hope given to us by the great one. We are going to hear this clip from CNBC's Tech Check, Bryant, and then we are going to dive deep into every word spoken by Dwayne Johnson, Dwanta Claus, in this week's Hot Read. We are a little over one year away for launching um, our XFL, and that is our professional football brand uh, with our chairwoman, Danny Garcia, and our other partner, Jerry Cardinal from um, Redbird Capital. And we should maybe within the next month or maybe two months, we're going to be announcing our broadcast partners, which we're very excited about, and uh, new, new teams, new cities, and very excited about that. And again, as a former player uh, myself, what an opportunity it is to create for uh, create an opportunity for other players yeah. uh, to live out their dream and take care of their families. So excited about that. So bring on 2022. 
Let's do it, Rock. Oh, my goodness. That was amazing to hear on that Tech Check interview. Dwayne Johnson on CNBC throwing it out there. New teams, a TV deal, new cities. Let the speculation on this show commence, Bryant. First up, the new teams portion. Got to talk about that. Does that mean rest in peace, all 2022 team name, 2020 team names? Do, do you think that's what he was saying? New teams, no more LA Wildcats. DC I mean, it defenders? depends on it depends on the budget. Guardians, honestly. I mean, if you, if you think about it, it's what, what's the budget to, to to get new everything, new you know, new logos, new new signage, new marketing materials, all that stuff. If if that's something that uh, needs to happen, then maybe maybe we won't see all of them go away. But maybe they want to put their own spin on it. Who knows? Maybe the, the defenders doesn't fit what they're trying to do. Uh, maybe they want to go more, you know, arena footballish. I don't know with the names or something like that. It, it all depends on what their vision is, and if they're even going to have the teams in the eight cities that we had them in in twenty twenty. It's 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 feels it feels like. Uh, we are looking too far into it when we hear the Rock say new teams. They're new to him. New to him, yeah. But also, maybe he, I don't know how, I mean, everything he does is precise. So when he says new teams, he probably means new teams as what? In terms of the teams being put together and like the actual teams the coach the people the you humans? mean teams as in player teams maybe you meant yeah. teams as in corporate people teams and then oh the, like you know. the, like the football ops yeah. team that they yeah. announced this week mm-hmm. maybe no or does he mean new team names new logos and to- totally new identities that's where people are taking it do is that where i i think he's taking it's it the- I it's, guess it's not one or it's no, way, it's, not, it's not black or white. It's not black no. or white. You, you're going to get some of the old. You're going to get some of the new. Maybe not with the team names. Maybe they all go away. But it's not going to be just this overhaul of all. Oh, he said all new teams, but we still have one in in Houston. He's a liar. Like that's no, not what's going to happen, no. right? I, like, and still, I'm not going to hold it to him. And, and if it yeah. is, if it's eight new team names or more, or two identities, if all the 2020 stuff is gone in terms of the team identities. Where would your level of disappointment be at? Would you be heartbroken? Would you I'd, be dis- just disappointed? I'd be more heartbroken Fine. because of the connection that I think a few of us have with that 2020 season. You know, you'd hate to see those team names and that team um, logo and all that stuff just disappear um, so quickly when it when it was yeah, only I, for so short, such a short amount of time. I mean, really. The existence of those teams went from December, the beginning of December, to the middle of March. So that was four and a half months those teams existed. Yeah, I just don't feel like I could handle the Battle Hawks going away Ooh. forever very well. Well, Kaka is the law. I would be heartbroken with that loss. If they you got rid of the Defenders, the Vipers, I'm sorry. If you got rid of the Guardians even. Because well, Cleveland's now ruined that. Uh, the Wildcats, even the man, I do love a dragon. But all of them, I would be fine with if they get rid of the Battlehawks name. Per in particular, I will be nearly destroyed 
over that. So when he said new teams, I did a oh, I, I just I, thought St. Louis. That's I all think I it's a, about. right. I think it's a great idea, great idea for the XFL to have team names this early on. Like I think it'd be the best thing ever because they really did not have enough time to get people to fall in love with team names when they announced them, you know, two months before kickoff. I don't, I, I don't see it. I don't see how you're going to have that. I mean, maybe they've been working on this, you know, but the last meeting that they had that Danny Garcia showed that picture and had the seven teams that existed in 2020 in that. Same That's room. true. So that, it's not like mannequins. they, when was that? That was in October, October. Yes. So <laughs> tilt your right, head with those, with the, <laughs> tilt your head with those stupid things on your head. Happy new year, everyone. Um, <laughs> so do we actually take that for, for, for that? I don't know, man. I, I I just feel like maybe I'm scarred, but to, to announce team names this soon, um, I just want them to be well thought out and well executed. I don't think we really had a problem with any of the eight that were uh, announced, no. right? So I'd rather have eight good names later on than eight names that just kind of stick. I don't want. I don't want no fleet. I don't want no. Oh, you know what I mean? The San, the San Diego fleet. Yeah. The L.A. Kiss. Of the Arena League, yeah, I don't the, really like that. What What if the when he says new teams, uh, maybe he do you, would you mind if they did like a fan survey type thing in some cities or all of them? I guarantee you, they do some fan survey. None of them are going to win. Okay, well, we'll take that one into consideration. Like how the uh, Elks did in the yeah. CFL, and then none of them actually win. Like. It, it, to me, it's more of a, look, new cities I'm excited for. I'm hoping for more cities. That's honestly what I'm hoping for. Um, so maybe they're announcing new teams and new cities added to the ones that we already know. That's another So let's go, let's go to new cities. New teams, we, we, we now assume he means new team identities most likely, but that could that is kind of a, you know ambiguous way to say it new teams can be a lot of things but mostly most of us think okay well we're gonna see the death of some logos and some team identities from 2020 what about the cities though so new cities doesn't mean wholesale new cities obviously they can't not be in some of the cities they were already in in 2020 but what does that mean new cities to you do you do you think we're getting some new cities and are you willing to make any bets Bets? No, absolutely not. But I think it's fair to assume that some are not going to be around. Like we've talked about Tampa. Didn't look great. Wasn't a great team. Maybe they had to do something with it. Dallas was iffy. Um, LA, we've talked about it here as well. A lot of people are saying LA can move to San Diego, something like that. To me, if you want to be big-time football, you got to be in LA. you got to be in Chicago. you got to be in New York. Like Those are the markets you want to hit if you want big-time numbers. So I would assume that those cities are part of this whole rebranding and regrouping i would i would love it if we add in miami and chicago like specifically those two cities i feel belong um in the in but the, do you think miami could support it? like XFL. i know my i don't think miami where's miami fc play or whatever the hell their name is in fort lauderdale enter miami mls yeah gain, gaining gaining some support i mean at least me being down there uh, quite a bit in the last year, it's it's. I think that's going to be a good MLS mainstay and making football affordable in Miami, and maybe putting it in an area where it's accessible and 
I, I, I think they could do it. I think they could. Um, also, you know, it's the Rock's ties to Miami. It makes sense. Chicago is also tough. Um, that's why the XFL didn't go there for various reasons. I don't know why. I mean, I don't have a good grasp on the geography and the and the area. I haven't spent a lot of time there. Building Soldier you, Field is ready to cut a deal. It feels XFL. like that place is super expensive for a casual fan to get to. I I don't know. I just I don't know how easy it is. It seems like if they're going to deal with a stadium and city like that, they need they need reassurances, which is what they got in New York. Like ha- having the games at MetLife didn't really make sense, but it was like a sweet deal, and they had all sorts of uh, extras added on to the deal they made with stadium and the ownership there to have a team there. Um, that's also something to consider. So when you say new teams and new cities, especially. Where does the XFL go? Well, there's already built-in relationships, so I don't feel like we're going to see too many changes there, except maybe one or two. And if I'm going to bet, I'll make a bet. I'll make one bet. Orlando. I think Orlando will be... I feel like San Antonio is a a good bet, too, based on what I've seen there. Those are two fair bets. Yeah, You're not going to go Orlando-Miami. I don't think that's going to happen. I think you could. I think you could. But... Yeah, you, I don't my, think you want to split the the Florida eyeballs. You, you know, think? well, I mean, it's so especially not for a buildup. It is, so but it's not. It's not like it's different when you had Dallas and Houston because those are football loving towns. You know, but when you go into Florida and you have people who love football in the entire state of Florida, they'll get behind a team. Are they going to get behind two teams? You know what? We never we never bring it up, but I it, probably for reasons. Uh, various reasons, but uh, Northern California too absent from everything. Well, that's because they don't play in a big football. city. There's no stadium in a big city other than yeah. you know AT and T Park, which is in the middle of San Francisco, and a lot of refusing to build stadiums around there. Maybe Vegas, which is everywhere. Every sport wants to be in Vegas now. Everybody wants to be in Vegas. And you know what? If the XFL gets money for their TV contract, which is very likely seeing how things are trending in this market, uh, they might not care where the cities go, where the teams go. They might only care because they want eyeballs. TV networks want eyeballs. And so you start hitting those bigger populated markets like Chicago, like San Francisco. And hey, you have the San Francisco market to actually look at games rather than, I don't know, some market that probably won't support them as much. And I feel like if we really are getting these announcements in the next month or two, the winds will be blowing and and people talk. So I feel like we're going to be hearing in various cities pretty soon, even before announcements are officially made, that the XFL is coming to town or thinking of coming to town. So we'll be on the lookout for that, Um, really keeping an ear to the ground. Uh, because that's how it went in the build-up to 2020 was cities, I mean, with city councils and stadiums and local media catching wind of negotiations. That all comes out before, at least rumors do. And now it's fun that the rumors will even be coming out now just because The Rock said this. It's because Dwayne Johnson says in a month or two, new cities, new teams, the speculation, but not all, not just the speculation, the reporting. The great reporters in, e- in all the various cities are going to try to get to the bottom of it. Sort of how the USFL's deal with Birmingham broke. It's still not even announced, but we all know. We've known. You know, that's something that was a, a 
a reporter goes at goes after the story and now teams or people are teams of reporters. I'll laugh if Fox never actually if Fox never actually announces it because they don't want people to know. Yeah, I mean I would not be surprised. I would not at all. At I mean all. I would, but it wouldn't shock me. How about that? I would yeah, I wouldn't I be surprised it. at all. And I would yeah. I actually I'd be fine with it. I wouldn't really care. Um Birmingham might. <laughs> the people there might. Um but let's <laughs> people are showing up to New Orleans for a game, and then we're like, Where, where's the game at this week? <laughs> I came here to watch the Breakers. What the hell? <coughs> my, yeah, my uncle, my uncle called me in Pittsburgh last week. He said I went to the went to Heinz Field to watch the Maulers, and I got there. There was no game. What's going on? You said they were playing here, Al. <laughs> Birmingham. Uh, you brought up the TV deal, though, uh, not and maybe not caring what cities they're in. Um, the Rock saying TV deal also in the next month or two. How big is it to have – you said having teams, team identities out a year out, way different from the, going into 2020 would be huge. And I agree. I think that would be tremendous in terms of just being able to market it in the particular town for a whole year would be tremendous. Mm-hmm. What about a TV deal, though? Knowing where you're going to be a year out on television or just about a year out. I mean, how I wanna... big would that be, too? That would be amazing to – in terms of being able to promote it and do everything you need to do to, to market and grab attention and cross-promote with other other shows or sports. Well, so be- now here's the thing, and, and here's the thing. The XFL in 2020, or launching in 2020, announced it in May of 2019. And we didn't see promotion anywhere until you got towards the end of 2019 going into no. 2020. And so is it, unless that's going to happen, you need a lot of things to market. You, you know, I, I get the USFL marketing, no more, no more, all that. I understand why they're doing it. <clears throat> I get it. But if you don't have that marketing capability for your league at that moment in time, then what are you doing? What, what, what does it matter if you're actually promoting? Like, you're just asking people to ask more questions. Sometimes that's not a good thing if you don't have the answers for them. So who do you think the TV partner is going to be? Do you have? A I mean, I, I just, I just, I just cannot see how it's not ESPN. Who, uh, who else can it be that's going to give them enough stay in this space and legitimacy to to actually move forward? I think the ex, I think the the ESPN is probably going to be dying for content for ES, ESPN Plus. I think ESPN made a big, not a mistake, but I, don't, I think they overshot themselves a little bit with this NHL deal on ESPN Plus. I mean, that's just the truth. And so the, the ESPN is going to need more eyeballs. Get some get some football living eyeballs. Could could you see? I, I I don't think it will. I saw someone I forget where like on Twitter maybe Reddit. Someone said about uh, regional sports networks dying in in twenty twenty two pretty much going by the wayside. So that you could never fathom the XFL getting involved with one of those. This would be a Especially with so few teams, with so few games, why would you yeah, even? So few, yeah. You know, that's just unless you're going to be but broadcast de- on all regional sports networks. Yeah, like you take Bally and say Bally. Yeah, you're going to put all my games on your streaming app and and all your all of them, not just West, not just South, but just like all of them. And I could see that as being a possibility. I just couldn't, even in a desperate attempt for them to. Uh, 
change it up a bit and they're very status quo or, or I mean these things are being bought and sold and left and right and I think eventually they'll be gone especially when the NBA and MLB and everybody just starts streaming everything a la carte they don't need them anymore um but no I'm, I'll save right. myself has, 15 bucks on my cable bill oh man everybody will I feel bad for the people who don't even watch sports and have to pay for that for, it's ridiculous but ESPN, you're right, just feels like it has to be. But maybe an, a, a second partner. But maybe like ESPN, but also a few CBS, games ESPN. elsewhere. It could be the NFL Network. I don't see why. Uh, I don't I see mean, why the NFL Network can't be a partner for you, even if you're not going to be associated with the NFL. Would be a, why wouldn't would you so want to be on a channel that broadcasts football? Yeah, it would be so big if they if they did that uh, in terms of the relationship with the NFL. But I still think like too few people get that channel. It would hurt. Hurt it what, hurt. Alan? It doesn't matter if the XFL is going to get paid for their deal. They don't care. They don't care. Yeah. No one should care about who's watching your games if you're getting paid. That's why the WWE Network went to Peacock. That's why these things happen because you get paid. To do yeah. these things, and if someone's going to pay to get your content on your television, what does it matter to you? What does it matter to be building your brand if you could feel find ways to make money? No, oh, I That's mean, why- and, pay, and and then if you make if you get the deal, then you could pay for better players and then get, grab more attention. That and, and maybe that snowballs. People were talking so much crap about some people yeah. were talking so much crap about the ratings the XFL were getting, right? Our favorites over at NBC were, were saying so much about, look at the declining ratings. These are so bad. This is not great. This is horrible. What happened? Fox pays, the, or Fox gets a spring league on television, gets no more than 200,000 views per game. And what did they decide to do? They decided to launch their own damn football league. <laughs> so who cares about ratings? Like, this doesn't matter. It's about getting paid, about getting your <laughs> Excuse me. It's about getting paid. Man, I get so worked up. This is like the third week in a row I've... I've done that. <laughs> <clears throat> this is the third week in a row where I've done something because like it gets so frustrating. Like it's not, it's about getting paid. It's about getting your, your content out there and making money. That's all it is. It, it, there's really nothing else to it. And I think that's why I'm not so concerned maybe with what cities they're in, but maybe where the broadcast partner wants them to be in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm almost like it's, it's surprising, but not as interested and he, as I was, I mean, a month ago, and also especially for the TV deal going into 2020, I feel like wherever it is, it's accessible, especially to me and most people these days. Like, we, you know, when Jake was on the show all the time, he's like, no, you have to be on network TV. People still just turn on network TV. And that is true in some sense. But in terms of being able to generate revenue and be relevant and, you know, especially social media, you don't need to be have that platform. You just need to be able to air. Look at like La Liga with ESPN. The deal they got's ridiculous, and like I I watch it, I follow it, but it's still I can't go to a bar and talk La Liga with anybody, especially when I'm in Pittsburgh. Maybe when I'm in Miami, I couldn't even tell you where but, La Liga actually plays. That's Spain. Yes. No, see, that was a guess. I wouldn't have put my life on that one. Yeah, it's you know, so it's it's not about the traditional being on network tv and that's how you get the most people watching you and caring about you it, i mean that's important in a sense but really it's about like brian you said like getting that deal getting your getting paid because they believe in your your product 
and investing in it and growing it through marketing and having a quality product and being and, and becoming valuable to the people who just paid for you to be on their platform. So no one's going to care about you in any market that you go on unless you have legitimacy and you're not going to get legitimacy out the gate. You know, you're going to have to earn it. Even if you're on ESPN, if you're on Fox, even if you're on whatever channel you're on, you have to be legitimate. And so for you to, to, for anyone to take the money that they're getting and not invest it in a ways it's like reverse, right? You know, you got to take the money you can get now and invest in growing yourself then. Don't worry about growing yourself so much now. You have to get yourself money. Get money. Accumulate. Accumulate the, the trust of the fans. Accumulate the trust of your, your partners. And, of course, most importantly, accumulate the cash so that you can reinvest into it, grow it, and blow it up. I yeah. think that's where it's, it feels like the XFL is going to, uh, towards in terms of well, the that, philosophy. I mean- in, in terms of the philosophy of how they're going to approach partnering with people and and growing the the game the game globally, we'll see. Though I mean, they are coming at it with from a capital standpoint. They have a lot of money. We just don't know how much they've earmarked for the XFL, especially at Redbird. Uh, but th- this is this is really cool. The you know the Rock on this Tech Check show on CNBC saying this gets us to talk about it, and now we could just feel it so here's the one thing that i will say i will say i don't believe the one to two month timeline at all you don't believe it i just don't believe oh is this what you were teasing earlier this is what i was like i just oliver luck because because i'll tell you because the team names thing or teams that is like near unfathomable a whole year Knowing who the and I could be wrong. Don't get LA me wrong. Cats were for a whole year. And look, no if I'm wrong, The Rock, you are welcome to come on this show and tell me that I was wrong. Obviously, by all means. And if I'm right, you can tell me that I was wrong, and you can come on this show. <laughs> so, look, Oliver Luck said, "Rule book, end of summer. Team names, August. None of those timelines hit. It's fine. I don't. I'm, I'm not mad or anything like that. I'm not, but it, it's very likely that we're not getting any of this by the end of February." So you're questioning the word of the great one. I am questioning the I'm questioning the the amount of work it takes to make these things possible and the hoops that you have to go through to get these things done. Signed, sealed and delivered. The one thing is nobody's going to hold them to it cuz I won't and I, even though you know it's as long as they kick off that's all that matters. Like which is like you said Oliver Luck said these like general time frames and they never really hit all the time and that's fine uh but when he goes on cnbc and it's like that's a that's a channel where you say certain things it sways markets especially certain people like it's a lot of people hang on words that are said on that channel for business decisions and investing and whatnot this was you know an an independent private per you know business person though so not going to affect anything like that but i'm just saying like you go on there you generally don't say anything too far-fetched you make promises yeah, but if it's one to two keep. months and it happens in three to four is that far-fetched that no that's not that won't be bad that won't be too terrible but we will be here and you know we we obviously are are homers the original official xfl podcast but if you know in two months time and none of this happens we'll call it up we'll say where is it but we won't be mad about it i don't think because there's still, that just gives us more time to speculate. And I'm also telling you, 
within that time frame, things happen. People report. People speak. Uh, whenever business partnerships are being cultivated, especially when it comes to a team in a city, people get wind of all this stuff because tax dollars are usually involved and that it's all public. And we're going to know at least who the XFL is talking to. We didn't even get a confirmed cities. We didn't get a confirmed city or reported confirmed city until a week or two before the cities actually became official. So, you know, maybe when we hear start hearing, you know, actual like, hey, this is going to happen. I mean, the, the XFL hasn't even sent out their tablets yet. Like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Too yeah, many they, assumptions. Have any have any city councils received uh, tab- tablets in, in boxes yet? We don't know, but uh, we'll see. Exciting stuff, though, that we get to at least ponder this week. New teams, new cities, TV deal. Will it actually happen within the next month or two? Let us know at XFL Show. I am excited. It's a brand new year next time we're on the on on here, Bryant, talking to each other. It's 2022 on the road to 2023. Not exactly a year out, but just about a year out from kickoff. And it's revving up. A year or so out from kickoff. Um, but yeah, we are we are here and we're gonna be here every single Sunday, right here on your favorite podcast app. That's Google, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you give us that five-star review and tell your friends about us. If you got a comment, question, or topic you want us to cover, well, then call, text or call the XFL fan line, 724-565-4XFL. Remember, standard text messaging rates do apply. Also, if you want to uh, come and say hi to us, hello, well, then just come and watch us at XFL.show, the official website of this is the xfl show also uh follow us on all social media platforms at xfl show instagram twitter facebook uh, tiktok watch alan do his dance moves it's a lot of fun and don't forget to check out our sponsors pretty easy podcast go to prettyeasypodcast.com and get started today because they make podcasting uh pretty easy and yeah come join us watch the show on xfl.show come over i'll make you coffee it's 4 a.m brian should i just make a coffee and keep going through christmas through the day no sleep I don't I know mean, what I, I don't know what to do right now. It's you're already through Christmas. I think you should go to bed and get up and cheer <laughs> on some Josh Johnson. I have to. It's it's actually very awkward. I have to cheer for the Ravens, but it's Josh Johnson, so I'm happy about that. And yeah, and you know what? I'm also mostly be looking at your fantasy team and just rooting against you. Are you playing my wife? I am playing your wife this week. Oh, my God. Oh, my man. This my is first ever dude. first place finish uh, in fantasy. When I tell you that I'm in fantasy football in contention, like ever, like not even close. It's not even been close. Like I'm usually out by like week 10. This is the first time I'm actually in contention. I won regular season, the world regular season. Having some, I'm, I'm battling through some injuries, man. Battling through some big injuries right now, but it's okay. No Lamar, no James Conner. COVID strict. Took away some defensive players. Why don't you just play Josh Johnson? I mean, I already played Baker, and he only threw four oh, interceptions. Oh man! Oh, you would have been better off. Oh man! I could see the Browns just not hire, sign, re-signing him and getting Josh Johnson. They should, really, if they were a good organization, they would do that. I mean, they. I mean, I, Josh Johnson probably has fresher legs than Baker Mayfield at this point. Oh, definitely, for sure. Of Even course. at thirty, what is he? Thirty-seven now? Thirty-six? He was drafted in 08. Oh, geez, Man, so. 20 different bouncing out. It's going to be cool. Hopefully he Is can this win, a new team? Is this his first game. with the Ravens? I don't think he's been on the Ravens before. Man, 
I'm cheering him on. I'm cheering him on just because. Yeah, well, I'm cheering him on because I need him actually to win. So <laughs> let's do this, Josh Johnson, XFL legend. Uh, man, what a fun show, fun year. <coughs> we grind, we grind, grind, we grinded and grinded. 2021 done, Bryant. 2022 is going to be your, I think, your favorite year ever doing this show because it's really the big buildup to the kickoff and then when it kicks off obviously you're gonna lose interest because they'll actually be playing football so it's no, your time I, that's to shine not next true. Year. i just lose interest i, I just got to get better is all it is but i'm <laughs> great at talking about the league this is your moment though here we go 2022 are you ready oh i am ready i'm glad that so what do we the rock is the people's boss all these people's boss is that what he is for all these people yeah. right here and, that they yeah. hired. Well, him they have, and Danny Garcia and then the people they report to and Mark Ross. How are you feeling about some of these Doug familiar Williams. names still coming back, Alan? Is that, does that give you some hope? Yes. Yes, tons of hope. When you bring, you're bringing back people from 2020, that means that so, there are pages in the rule book that could possibly be brought back. So the title, most important. The title, New Hope, for this episode, is that because there's new hope for... Uh, the league to stand, stay similar to 2020 is a new hope because it gives us hope that this is actually like starting to become a real thing again. What what, what is it? It's, well, there, it, it's it's a lot of things. It's whatever you're hopeful for. There, there's a new version of it for you. For me, it's a new hope for the rule book, a new hope for a year full of news and not just speculation. It's going to be a different type of podcast. Than I think it was in 2021, and that's a great thing. 2022, super excited for this year, Bryant. And this one's in the books. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, pal. Happy New Year. Happy New Happy Year, New Alan. Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all of our fans out there. Make it a great 2023. Stay safe. Excuse me, 2022. Don't get ahead of yourself now. Watch out. <laughs> great 2022. Stay safe out there. Um, Alan, you have any big plans for the new year? Uh, no, sitting inside watching uh, TV and eating pizza. I'm just mad they don't have Pitbull on the New Year's show anymore. He was the best. Dale. Um, I think uh, I think I'm doing a full like gourmet like type dinner, like seafood, oh, lobster, nice. prime rib. Way too expensive. Going to Costco this week. So, all right, staying home, but I'm going to Costco. Good luck. Don't spend too much. Don't 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 make too much. And if you and if you have leftovers, save some for me because I'll be over in just a few weeks. What are you coming? I thought you were coming like the sixth. Huh? Are yeah. we doing shows together again? Yeah, yeah, we'll be in person. Oh, for look a at few that. in January. Nice. Starting the year off strong. Starting the year off strong. Never at noon. Never at noon. Well, I mean, it's it's the winter time. Outdoors. We're okay. Outdoors. Yeah. Just in case. <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. Stay safe. Happy New Year. Everybody, thank you again for watching on XFL.show, listening on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, We're going to be doing this all year long in 2022 for the build-up to 2023, uh, a year that will feature us watching the USFL, watching the new hires for the XFL, and everything in between and around. Thank you for an awesome year, and uh, we cannot wait to uh, keep riding along with you in 2022 stay safe count down hard and you know what just keep loving football the way you do because it's so cool to see how how much everybody loves football like we do and the idea of what spring football can be it's just fun it's fun to think about the future and it's almost here 
The New Year's here, everybody. Happy New Year for Bryant. I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.